0: The Christ came. May our hearts be aware of Jesus, both in his humanity and his divinity, as we look to this child who was born to us, as we look to the miraculous birth of our Lord. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, let this child who was born to us be both our hope and our joy. May Jesus be ever present within our hearts and within our minds. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, I was told to keep it short tonight. (laughs) I guess uh, It's a Wonderful Life is on pretty soon. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. It was, you know, it was in the Garden of Eden. We, we, We have this picture here, right? And we had this picture last year. And if you look at the back of your bulletins, we have this picture. It's a picture of Eve and a picture of Mary, and it's entitled, Mary Consoles Eve. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. For it was in the Garden of Eden where all our problems began. For after both Adam and Eve sinned, our world broke and our hearts became corrupt. A curse had fallen upon us and death became our destiny. And yet God, he did not leave us without hope. For within the curse, he, he, he had placed upon us a promise as well. Listen to the words that God spoke to that deceiving serpent. Look at Genesis 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you Will strike his heel. Ever since these words have been spoken, mankind has been looking for that promised child, that that son who would come to crush the head of our enemy. And, and throughout this Advent season, we we have been looking at some of the miracle children that, that have been highlighted throughout the scriptures. Children that, that God has used to carry out his great purposes. First, we saw Isaac, that, that promised child who would be Abraham's heir. The boy through whom the, the, the covenant and the inheritance would pass. And then we looked to Samson, this mighty warrior who would defeat a whole nation all by himself. And then we saw Samuel the priest of God, the one who delivered his mother from a great shame and a great sorrow. And then last Sunday, we we looked at John the Baptist, this one who, who would become a prophet of God, a man who spoke a message of repentance as he prepared the hearts of men for the coming of the Messiah. But as great as all these miracle children were, none of them could fulfill the role of the son of Eve. Of the one who would crush Satan's head and free us from the curse that we are under. No, those miracle children could not do it. For that role would be filled by the miracle child that we look to today. Listen to the good news of this boy's arrival. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. If you weren't here last Sunday, we we, we spoke about a man named Zechariah, who an angel came to as well. Uh, and Zechariah doubted the angel's words, and because of that, he became mute until his son was born. But now, just as that angel came to Zachariah, we see an angel coming and bringing the good news to this virgin named Mary. Only this time, a, a different miracle child is foretold. This, this young woman would give birth to a son and, and he will be called Jesus or Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. For he is not just any son but the son of the most high God. You see, this child would be fully man and fully God. He would be Yahweh incarnate. And he would become this great king reigning from David's throne. He would establish an eternal kingdom for his people. But how would he do this? How could this miracle child establish a kingdom that will never end? For in order to do such a thing, he would have to reverse the curse. He would have to somehow remove the the, the judgment of God. The punishment for mankind's sins. And yet he would have to do it in a way that would also maintain God's justice. A justice that never wavers. You see... It was through the suffering of Jesus and his death upon the cross that he took upon the punishment that we deserve. He he took upon the curse for our sake as he bled and died. And yet this miracle child was too powerful for death's doors to hold him. The gates of Sheol could not contain him. For in three days... He rose from the grave, bringing victory to every man and to every woman who turned from their wicked ways and trust in him. This, this is why he came. To free a ransomed people from the bondage of sin and death. To release us from the shackles of Satan's lies. This would be how he would do it how he would establish his eternal kingdom by offering eternal life to those who repent and have faith in him, to those who turn from their sins and trust in this crucified Lord. Yes, it was this miracle child who defeated our enemy for us. For it was that serpent of old, Satan himself, who desired our deaths and yet jesus rescued us from his grip by becoming a man and dying in our place he will be great and will be called the son of the most high this was a message that was given to mary but would she receive it look at verse 34 How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Here we see a similar question to that of Zechariah when he had doubted the angel's word. Did Mary lack faith like Zechariah did? Perhaps. But, but, But she was in a different position than that priest of the Lord. For what was happening to her was something new. Something that God had never done before. For Mary, she wasn't a barren woman, but a virgin. She had never been with a man. Biologically speaking, for her to conceive was impossible. But but look at how the angel responded to her. Look at verse 35. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. In other words, this this child would literally be the son of God. He he wouldn't have an earthly father, but his father would be Yahweh himself. And and while this may seem too incredible for us to fully understand, God doesn't ask us to figure out the details. No. No. The only thing he, he, he truly asks of us is that we believe. Dear friends, I, I hope you understand that Christmas is about a miracle. It's not about what we as humans can accomplish. It's not what, about what science can explain to us. No. It is about the work of God and how he has authority over all things. It is about what was said by the angel, that nothing is impossible for God. How will this be, since I am a virgin? It will be because God wills it to be. And as we'll see, it would be faith and not doubt that filled Mary's heart. Look at our last verse. Look at verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Though what God was doing had never been done before, Mary trusted in this prophetic word. She believed that what the angel had told her would come true. But more than that, she then submitted herself to the will of God. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. This is the posture of true faith. For what we see in Mary is more than just an intellectual understanding. It's more than just just the knowledge that that God can do these things. For what we also see in this young woman is a desire to be a part of God's plan, a, a desire to be a part of his will, even though that will, was going to cost her in many, many different ways. And it is to this same kind of faith that this miracle child, Jesus Christ, calls you. He wants you to believe in him, both in who he is and what he has done for you. And though the world will call you foolish for doing so, that's what true faith means. For you may suffer in this life, yet your only hope for the next is in Jesus Christ. Listen, if if you are here today and you don't have Jesus as your Savior, then you are lost. The curse that, that, that came from Adam and Eve is still upon you. The enemies that Christ has defeated are not defeated for you. For it is only through through him that you can gain victory. For he is that true promised child upon which the covenant of God stands. He is that true mighty savior who defeats all your enemies by himself. And he is your true high priest. The one who takes away both your shame and your sadness. And it is through his prophetic word that he calls you to repent and to trust in him. And this, this, my friends, is the message of Christmas. God became a man to rescue you. Turn from your sins this Christmas Eve and look to this miracle child. Look to the only one who can save you from all your enemies. Let us pray. Father, you who have created all things, know all things, and rule over all things, we are so, so grateful for the gift that you have given to us in your Son, Jesus Christ. For he humbled himself... By becoming a child. A child under the care of your creatures. And yet this child grew. He became a man. A man who suffered at the cross. Dying a death that was meant for us. And so we thank you this Christmas Eve. For bringing to us your mercy. Your grace. Through the sacrifice of your son. We ask that your Holy Spirit direct our eyes from the manger to the cross this Christmas Eve. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen.